0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation as you all know we love cheeky wipes in our household and mine are washed and ready for babe number two but did you know they also do reusable period protection pants and pads Their maternity minky pads are fantastic postpartum. In the early days of postpartum bleeding, they are less bulky than a disposable, no chemicals, just comfy bamboo cotton next to our delicate bits. The pants feel like regular pants, but have four or five layers of absorbency, including a leak-proof layer. Once postpartum bleeding has settled down, they are a brilliant alternative for disposable pads. A quick rinse or soak, a machine wash on 30, and they're ready to wear again. Being personal fans of cloth nappies, I am so happy about Cheeky Wipes' new launch. After swearing they would never launch nappies, they have gone back on their word and spent over a year developing a two-part system. More punami proof than all-in-one nappies, better longevity and much easier to wash and dry. Cheeky Wipes have us all covered. Head to CheekyWipes.com to view their brilliant range. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, which is the final episode of Preparing for Birth and Baby mini series, episode four. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I've got loads to share with you this week and a few questions to answer. I think we've actually managed to cover most of the questions, it seems, in the last three episodes, which is lovely. Right now, I'll give you an insight into my day. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Podcast will be going live tomorrow, so you'll be listening on Wednesday. Tomorrow it's my birthday. Um, and I have left recording this podcast fairly late, but it was on purpose because I wanted to make sure that I covered all of your questions and also talk to you um, at the very nearest point to the podcast, because things are changing every day. So as of Wednesday, I am 38 weeks pregnant. And my goodness, am I feeling it? (laughs) This morning has been a crazy... Well, it's not been crazy, but it's felt busy, mainly because I am lugging around this big old lump of a boy. No idea how big he is. Uh, My midwife didn't feel the need to do a growth scan, so that was fine. Um, But reassurance-wise, I would have quite liked to have had a growth scan. Now I can't remember if I told you, and I don't think I did, um, about my presentation scan. So I'm going to cover that as well because I know quite a few of you have asked, "What's the deal with a presentation scan? Um, you don't necessarily have it uh, at the midwife care where you are if you're having a home birth, but this is what we get offered down here in Devon, um, and." I know I've gone off slightly on a whim there, haven't I? (laughs) Because I was going to tell you about my day. Oh my goodness. Right, let me tell you about my day first and then we'll go to presentations again. Right now, I am sitting recording this podcast in the kitchen because Tesco's delivery driver was arriving between 1 and 2. And if I was upstairs in my normal room where I record my podcast, I wouldn't have been able to see him or hear him. So I'm trying to do everything at once. So right now, he's just been and I am surrounded by my weekly food shop. I've put away the ice lollies and I've put away the yogurt and the egg and the one tiny bit of meat that we have. Um, other than that, I'm sitting staring at orange juice and lettuce and all that kind of stuff. So it's just been a whirlwind. This morning, I took Amandine to her first ballet class, which was so cute. And um, This started because at Christmas, she was given um, a Royal Opera House kids book, which has all of the famous tunes from the Nutcracker in it, I think. And it's really lovely. It's her favorite thing. She loves listening to it. And then she um, kind of does some little twirls. And then she asked to watch some ballet on YouTube. So we've shown her that. And then she said, I really want to go dancing. So she said that yesterday and Hendrik was like, maybe there's some toddler ballet around. I don't know. Why don't we just try and see if we can go for a session, see if she likes it. She'll probably hate it. So I emailed, um, our local ballet dance school here and, Funnily enough, the toddler class was this morning and she welcomed us to go along and do a free trial. So we did a free trial. It's half an hour, which is the perfect time. You stay there as the parent, uh, which actually is quite nice because you're just watching your child have the best time. Um... And, but they they don't really need you to start with. Amandine was quite nervous and she kind of kept running back to me and then going back again, but she has this little facial expression now. I'm desperate to catch it on camera, but she kind of looks back at you as if to be like, I'm not really happy, but I'm really, really happy. (laughs) So there's like a little smile that sneaks into the corner of her mouth. It's adorable. And that is her very, very happy face. The only other time she gets it really is when she sees my sister, her tata. Um, and she's always so happy or if she gets a gift or, um, you know, that she loves or something like that. So yeah, it, it was really, really fun. And then after that, we went to a new shop that's opened, um, in Topsham which is called Squid and the Kid. And I wanted to give them a bit of a shout out because they've literally just opened. They opened on Saturday, I think it was. Um, And it's a really cute little store with lots of books and loads of gift ideas if you wanted to get um, a little toddler or baby a gift. And they're really, really friendly. It's run by two mums. And yeah, so just a really nice place to go in and have a look. Um... And then we came back, I made lunch, and then Hendrik and I, oh, batted heads, bashed heads about something, um, and then put Amartine to bed, and here I am, staring at my food shopping, <laughs> recording the podcast. Ah, oh, I'm so hormonal at the moment. I honestly thought I was um, having mild contractions, but I think it was just Hendrik winding, winding me up so much. Um because I think they've gone now, I've actually sat down for a minute, but I'm trying to take my friend's advice, which is relax when you can, because soon you'll have a baby, but that's not happening for me, because I feel like I have so much I need to get done before baby arrives, which is completely rubbish, because I don't, everything I can do when baby is actually here, so I don't really know why I feel like that, I think the nesting has massively returned Um, I have this urge to clean the house before baby is born and that happened before Amandine was born because we came home from the hospital and I'd washed all of the sofa covers and they were all hanging out to dry when we got home (laughs) and I remember putting Amandine down thinking I don't know what we're meant to be doing she's sleeping she's fine and folding all the laundry and then putting all the laundry away and putting the sofa covers back on the sofa and this was I don't know like six hours after giving birth all night Oh, so I'm just trying to do you know things and um sorted out the little boy's nursery which is really just really come together um actually came together yesterday because we had been awaiting a very very kind PR delivery from Kidley um who are an online um baby store essentially and toddler store they've got the most beautiful array of everything um, if you follow me on instagram we were kindly sent some of their clothing range their new clothing range which is just gorgeous it's super soft and um, i mean really really soft and washes really well and the colors are great for boys and for girls the fit's really nice and i just really rate their stuff and they very kindly offered to send us a few bits for the nursery so they sent us the um, Tapi Petit Lion Rug, which is super reasonable price, I think, for a rug. It's £45, pounds and it's about a metre. It's circular, and it's about a metre um, in diameter. And it's really cute. I'm going to do a little um, Instagram post of the nursery, so you'll see it on there. But go onto the Kidley website if you want to have a look. And they also sent us um, a Kids Depot giraffe head which is one of these really cool very in at the moment animal heads um and it's a giraffe one and again really reasonably priced I think it's 30 pounds um but I love it and I have stuck it up on the wall with command strips I wasn't sure if it was going to work but it has because our walls are fairly temperamental in this house a lot of our walls are um and plaster and I just I can't be dealing with trying to drill into lath and plaster and half the wall falling down and or cracking a lath or something. So I command stripped it up and at the moment it's fantastic and yeah, it looks great. I love it. And the nursery has come together and we've got hopefully everything ready, although it's just about to get turned upside down because when Hendrik comes out of the garage, which he's gonna do on Thursday after my birthday tomorrow or today you're listening today, Wednesday. Um, he is going to go in there. So we're going to put the double mattress from the garage up there, which means we need to move the cot, move everything out of the way. So need to make sure I take our nice pretty pictures before, <laughs> before Hendrik shoves all his rubbish in there. And then who knows how long he'll be in there for. He will exit the building literally the day the baby is born and go back into the garage once we've used the garage room for birthing he will go back into it straight away almost um i hope (laughs) that's my hope um because then i won't have to listen to him whining about us keeping him awake whilst he you know is trying to sleep so that is um where we're up to with the nursery which is really really nice but yes I am just trying to get prepared mentally as well. I'm trying to give Amandine my full attention as much as I possibly, possibly can. Um, And I'm also just trying to stay present, as present as I can. Um, But there's only so many hours in the day, and this is what Hendrik and I clashed heads about earlier, is I literally couldn't have done any more this morning. And yesterday, it's just petty things. We're just, you know, it's that... I had so many of you, when I mentioned relationships the other day, uh, in one of the podcasts, so many of you say, yeah, no one's designed to spend this much time with each other with lockdown. And obviously I feel incredibly lucky that Hendrik is at home with me um, and it's just as much me as it is him, but we're just petty arguing about stuff. You know, I, we had a fire yesterday cause it was cold. I took two logs from our kind of really dry fire store and he was trying to use up some of the other ones from outside. Because obviously it makes more sense to use the ones from outside than the ones inside. Um, he doesn't have to restock them and everything. Anyway, I used two and I didn't replace them. And he asked me, he kind of had a go about not, not replacing them whilst I was trying to cook lunch. After I'd just got back from ballet and before he knew I had a list as long as my arm to do things. Anyway. Just things like that which is not the moment and then out of pure frustration I kicked my um this is a bad moment of mine very bad moment of mine um I kicked my birthing ball and it bounced off our glass doors <laughs> up onto the sofa where Amondine was sitting and <laughs> rolled I'm not going to say smacked into her because it really didn't it's a birthing ball it's really really soft but it rolled into her, <laughs> and then, oh, that was, it was just awful, so I grabbed her, and I was like, I'm really sorry, are you okay, mummy is just really frustrated, come with mummy, come outside, and then she just gave me the cutest hug, she just wrapped her arms around me, hugged me super tight, and just said, don't worry, mummy, it's okay, let's go and pick some flowers, I mean, a heartbreaking moment that I just managed to absolutely twat my daughter with the yoga ball or birthing ball. And um, then she just says, don't worry, let's go and pick some flowers. I mean, oh gosh. So yes, then I felt really, really bad. Anyway, (laughs) that's how my day is going. So let me tell you about this presentation scan. So the presentation scan um, was only, I think, meant to be like 10 minutes. And what I'd been told was it was literally just almost like one of those Doppler things that listens for the heartbeat. It's almost like a portable machine where there's a little screen. They don't even show you what's going on. They just literally put the scanny thing on your tummy and check that baby's head down. Um, and that's what I was expecting. But anyway, I got called into, I was so late, so I couldn't get parked anywhere. Extra Hospital is a nightmare sometimes. I couldn't get parked anywhere. So I literally had to run <laughs> from the car park across half the hospital to get to uh, the women's center went into the scan room, uh, within like five minutes, which was really great. And it was a proper scan room, uh, with a screen above the bed and everything. Anyway, she had a student with her and this really worked in my favor in a way. Um, I was lying there for about 25 minutes <laughs> and the student was just like testing her measuring skills. So they were measuring the femur length. They were measuring, basically measuring all of the things they would measure for a growth scan. Yet they wouldn't tell me how big the baby was because it wasn't a growth scan. And that's what really annoyed me. Um, Was that she kept saying, you know, are you sure that you're happy for us to do this? And, you know, you can go if you like. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's actually quite nice just lying down for 15, 20 minutes. Um, But then when she started to do all of the things that she would do for a growth scan, and then I said, would you be able to tell me how big he is? She was like, oh no, we can't do that, it's not a growth scan. (laughs) I was like, but you're doing everything for a growth scan, so just tell me. Anyway, they wouldn't. Um, But it was really nice to see the baby. couldn't really see, you know, the baby's so big. I couldn't see the baby's face or anything, but could see the spine and the, the leg, and they measured the fluid around the baby. They measured the health of the um blah, 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 umbilical cord they measured the pulsating rate or something from the placenta to the baby i i can't remember what it was called the blood flow um they looked at the heart they looked at all sorts of things so that was actually really really nice but i think in reality you wouldn't actually get that you would just get a, oh yeah, baby's the right way around. You can go now, <laughs> kind of thing. You can have your, you can have your home birth. Not that I think they tell you you can't have one, but they might say it's time to think about other options if baby's breech. Baby can obviously change. Um, I mean, I had that at just gone thirty six weeks, so uh, baby can be, baby could potentially be the other way around. Let's hope not. And he's definitely, definitely doing some supermans um, where he's punching down and he's kicking up and it's very uncomfortable. I have to say with Amandine, she didn't do any of this style of kicking. I never once was uncomfortable with her kicking and moving, but this time around so uncomfy. And I don't know whether that's because he's big or whether there's just, I'm a bit softer in and around there, which I definitely am, (laughs) especially with the amount of chocolate I'm eating. So in a nutshell, that is my presentation scan. And then I have an appointment with my midwife on Monday, which will be my 39th week. Um, So that will be quite exciting. She wasn't too sure if she would see me, she said, um, in that I could potentially go into labour beforehand. But I'm not actually due until the 19th of May. And they put my dates forward. They brought them forward. So who knows? Some days I really wake up thinking, oh, I could very much go into labour today, and other days I uh, I think, oh no, I feel really tight and no way this baby's going anywhere today. So who knows? But after my birthday tomorrow, we are going to get the birth room ready. So my mum, the champ she is, went to Ikea in Bristol on her way back from Norfolk to get me a European length, single mattress. Because I don't know if you remember, but we built Amundine's bed as a European length to make sure we could fit a spare single mattress underneath that was European length. Because to Hendrik it's very important that he has that extra 10 centimetres in length on the mattress. But Ikea Exeter doesn't stock them and the delivery was A really expensive and B gonna take ages. So my mum bless her went to get it and that is what we are going to put in the birth room, in, the, in the garage, alongside the birth pool because I suddenly realised that we're taking everything that I could possibly lie down on out of the garage because the garage is really small. It literally fits a double bed, two side tables, that's it. And then there's a wardrobe, but the wardrobe's in like an alcove that's basically behind the door. So, And there's a bathroom, but it's very small. So it literally is a teeny tiny little room, Um, and I don't even know if the single mattress is going to fit when the birth pool's blown up, to be honest. I really, even though we went for the birth pool mini, I do have my concerns that it's going to be bigger than I imagined, so it might be that I just have to get some cushions from our um, sofas outside, which are black actually, which is quite a handy colour. Um, and just pile those up because if I need stitches I just want to make sure I have something to lie down on or you know if I need to get out of the birth pool and they need to spread my legs as it were there's somewhere for me to lie down that isn't the floor anyway so we are going to prep that tomorrow Um we have been sent our wonderful birthing pool by Gentle Births, Birthing Pool Hire. It's run by Kerry and Amy, who are just the most wonderfully helpful ladies. I Googled birth pool hire at the very beginning of this. And I think you guys probably remember me talking about birth pool hire and who should I go with and who are reputable companies. And actually what led me to them was how helpful they were about this 20 meter hose, because we needed, we need a 20 meter hose to fill the birth pool because our garage is obviously not right next to our house it's not attached to our house it's slightly across the driveway um, and we're going to fill it from our kitchen tap and our kitchen tap to our garage is by the time you've gone out of the window and then the you've allowed for the hose to drop down onto the gravel and then gone up the other side and then into the birth pool you're talking 15-20 meters so I think when Hendrik did it it was 18 metres or something and that wasn't really into the window um, and so many birth ball companies were really unhelpful they just completely brushed past my question and told me their rates and told me the higher and when I then asked them again about the 20 metre thing they just copy and pasted something and I was just like I'm not being stupid here I, I, I genuinely can't see where I can get a 20 meter hose. Um, and when I went on the birth pool in a box where you get all your extras from for birth pool hire and stuff, their 20 meter hose was sold out. So I was thinking, well, how on earth am I going to solve this problem? Anyway, this company were so helpful and immediately addressed my question and put my mind at ease. Anyway, they very, very kindly offered to send us a birth pool hire um, for free in exchange for a review. So once we have had our wonderful birth, I am going to tell you how it was. And I'm also going to just talk you through how, because I've had loads of questions since I shared the box on Instagram, um, I've had loads of questions on how it actually works. So I thought there are so many of you due in May Um, and June and July, that if you are looking for a home birth, I highly suggest getting in contact with this company, with Kerry and Amy, because they are brilliant. Um, Their website, before I forget, it's just gentlebirthsbirthingpoolhire.co.uk. And they come back to you really quickly if you just pop them an email on their contact form. But essentially, you talk about what your requirements are. And they have a few different birth pools for hire, I think. I think they have the birth pool in a box mini, which is what we've gone for, because I'm only small. Birth pool in a box normal. And I think they have the Labassine, I think it's called Labassine birth pools. Um, And then you talk about what you need, you talk about uh, any extras, you know, like um, a sieve, a thermometer, they send you everything you require, like pumps, air pumps, tarpaulins, ground sheets, uh, liners, that all comes in the box. Everything is saved in the highlight section of my Instagram where I talk through the whole box. But they then touch base with you when you are about 36 weeks and ask you if you're still planning on having a home birth because a lot of people obviously change their minds or their situation changes with pregnancy. Um, and then they arrange a delivery date. So I got mine delivered on my 37th day because from 37 weeks you can actually have a home birth, anytime before then you can't. Um, and it arrived with DPD local in this big red crate, so everything's super secure. It had uh ties, you know, those black uh. impenetrable ties. (laughs) So you know that no one's opened the box. Um, and then in there is everything, your birth pool, your liner, your tarpaulin, your pumps, your sieve, your thermometer, your hose pipe, your tap adapter, your, uh, sieve. Have I said that? Gosh, everything is in there that you need. The puncture repair kits, all that kind of stuff, just in case. Um, and then when you are done with your birth pool, you follow their instructions to pack it away, which um, is my only concern, actually, that Hendrick won't follow the instructions correctly and he'll pack it away wet or something. So I just want to, I'll probably take control of that, maybe, <laughs> depending on how the birth is, and pack it away. Um, and then you arrange and they send someone to come and collect it. So it's so... Brilliant and easy you have it for an amount of time, but they also say on their website you know if you if you need it for longer then that's fine too but um I think it's six weeks they allow for or something um and it's just brilliant, so go and have a look they've just been wonderful to deal with and taken so much pressure away and they um the manual and everything they send to you online, so you can have it on your phone and no risk of losing it or it getting wet, etc. etc. So, we're going to set all of that up on Thursday. And my plan is we're going to take the bed out, the mattress out, and put a tarpaulin down on the floor. I've also bought some extra kind of dust sheet things, clear dust sheets. I'm going to put some yoga mats underneath the birth pool. I think, it depends how thick the birth pool floor is, I guess. because so I don't want to make it uneasy, but it just gives extra padding for my knees, I suppose. Um, so I do remember being on my knees pretty much the whole time last time. Um, and then we are going to blow up the birth pool. They do say to, um, Kerry and Amy do say to do this three days after the box has been delivered, but I don't want to blow it up in the house, <laughs> then deflate it, then send it over to, <laughs> then you know, carry it over to the garage. I just fear that there's more chance of me doing something to the birth pool than actually just inflating it uh, in the garage. So I'm going to wait. Um, and then I've got some candles which aren't candles they're from our wedding actually uh, but they're battery operated kind of candle type things which I'm going to put up Um, I'm going to make sure that I have some big pants some pads, all that kind of stuff in the bathroom over there I'm also going to make sure that we've got our kettle over there some mugs, some teas, some coffees, biscuits Uh, snacks for the midwife, snacks for me, just so I don't have to be thinking about all of this when I actually go into labor. I just want to make sure that there is like a kind of a birth box ready, (laughs) ready to go. Um, And... Yeah, also going to have like change of clothes, loads of towels, loads of towels the midwives requested and light that they can turn on to do stitches and also my midwife was saying it's so important that you're really warm when you give birth and um, because it just helps the oxytocin, it helps to relax you which makes complete sense. So what's really good about the garage room is it's a tiny room to heat and we've got like an on the wall storage heater type thing um, so it heats up super quickly so that's good. Um, and should be able to keep the water nice and warm as well if um, if we keep on top of it heating it up and stuff. So fingers crossed I'll actually get to use the birth pool. Um, I hope I will. I hope it's not super, super, super fast that I won't be able to even do it because we're not going to fill it. We're going to obviously blow it up on Tuesday on Thursday. Um, and then we'll leave it ready to be filled (laughs) when we can. And I think it's pretty easy to empty as well. You get a pump to empty the pool too, which you just put the end of the pump line into a drain and voila. So that's quite nice too. Um, I don't think there's anything else I can say on the birth pool, but yes, I did have a question about what do you then do with the birth pool? It then gets sent back. So everything that gets sent back, well not everything actually, I think things like the sieve, the thermometer, um, the hose pipe, uh, all of that gets binned, the tarpaulin, the liner, that all gets binned. So basically anything that's touched anywhere that could potentially be an infection or something like that. Um, you know, cause giving birth isn't exactly the cleanest <laughs> of things. It's not dirty, but you know what I mean? There's a sieve for a reason. <laughs> My friend actually messaged being like, I can't believe the sieve's right on top of, of the box. When you open the box, it's like, hello, someone's giving birth and there are going to be things coming out of both holes. Um, <laughs> anyway, that is the plan for Thursday. Um, but I have a bag ready upstairs as well. So I packed my hospital bag. So there's literally, we've used the Moki nest, um, kind of baby thing that we have. And I've shoved everything in there, loads of towels, hospital bag, which is also the bag that I'm going to use across in the garage. So it's got the baby grows in, it's got some spritz, cooling spritz. It's got anything that I want really for labor, um, in there already. So also if I do suddenly, need to go to hospital, it's the same bag, so I just grab the same bag. My notes are in there for the midwife, everything's there. Um my candles are in there. <laughs> so I'm just gonna grab it all and go into that room. Um childcare wise, <laughs> I had quite a lot of questions on childcare and what we we're planning to do. Yeah, so we don't really have any plans. The plan is right now that it's gonna happen at night, and Amandine's gonna be asleep. She's gonna be none the wiser. We'll be in the garage with the baby monitor, it works there, thank goodness. And we will give birth. When Amandine wakes up, the baby will be here, everything will be hunky-dory, it's like nothing happened. Reality of that happening is highly unlikely. So (laughs) Um, that's one of the reasons why we're doing it in the garage, because we have the luxury of being able to kind of separate it. So if amandine is up and awake and i'm still giving birth then she can still very much be in the house without getting nervous or anxious about me being in the pool or it's seeing me in pain or you know not necessarily pain but discomfort um even though it's a wonderful thing uh i don't think she needs to be there for all of it early labor yes not a problem but the last bits not so much um, and I think if I go into labour in the day, or if it looks like things aren't progressing as fast, and it's going to come into the morning, then I will either give my wonderful call, Millie, uh, my wonderful friend Millie a call, or my mum, or um, someone else, <laughs> or Hendrik will just go back and forth. I think the main thing is if we go into hospital, I will probably have to go by myself for a little while until someone turns up for Amandine, Um, Or someone comes to the hospital for me. So my mum either comes to the hospital for me. Uh, Hendrik just has this absolute um, desire or need to be there for Amandine as a first priority, which is absolutely right. And I agree with him. Um, I think she would be more upset and concerned if someone came to look after her here because it it hasn't happened much obviously because of uh covid we haven't really had anyone else looking after amaldine so yeah it's um that's i think what we're going to do i've also been doing lots of organisation so lots of you have asked me how i've been preparing for the postpartum period um and <laughs> mentally not so much but actually getting everything organized a little bit so I've got nappy baskets around the house um, I've got pad baskets in the bathroom padsicles in the freezer uh, the baby clothes are washed <laughs> everything is getting sorted which is great <laughs> I feel really I feel really organized in that sense in my pad baskets I've got things like uh, you know the the boots kind of tenor lady pads that I've um, been talking about the labor, uh, the, my expert midwife spritz for bits, um, some post-birth salts, all that kind of stuff. And then nappy baskets around the house, got one downstairs, one upstairs, uh, one for the car. And then there's like baby balm, spare nappies, spare baby grows. Just because I know that if I do want to get out, especially kind of in the car or, you know, if Amandine's playing downstairs, I don't want to be too worried about, um not having everything around. So all that stuff at the moment is still very much in the baby's room and will come out when baby's here. Um, now I on my Instagram, I shared about the Packapod bag, which I was really, really lucky to receive, and they kindly sent to me as a PR gift, which is lovely. I mentioned them I think on episode two when I was talking about trying to find the most perfect uh, bag. And I'd come across Packapod because it was designed by a mum in North Devon, um, and I really, really love their sustainability promise and environmental protection policy. And they also have a refurb, reuse, recycle ethos. And if you want to know all about that, go onto their website, Packapod, Pack a Pod, and have. A read because it's actually really fascinating, and I wish more brands would be more open about that and share more, so you can actually read into the background of the brand. But to have a, such a brilliant changing bag from a local company is awesome, and I love, love, love the main thing I love about it is the actual reason why it's called what it's called. Pack a pod bag is a three-in-one system essentially, so. If you are wondering what the hell I'm talking about, go onto Mum Talk Podcast Instagram and go into highlights and you'll be able to see the bag I shared last week uh, when I received it in the post. You'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But essentially, it's a beautiful bag. So I've got the Heartland pack, um, which is made from wipe clean vegan pebble leather. And then inside it has recycled polyester eco pods. There's tons of pockets for everything that you need on the inside and the outside of the bag. So each bag comes with essentially the most gorgeous bag, which doubles up as a handbag, if you don't need your pods. It comes with a changer pod, it comes with a feeder pod, and also a mini pod, which is either, you know, you can clip it onto the outside of the bag or the inside, whichever. And then it also comes with pram straps. So you get all of that, <laughs> and it's really, really good price. Um, so the pods in the bag, the particular pods that I've got are the eco pods. Um, and they all have this unfurling zip design, which is fantastic to be able to wipe them all clean and also pack them down really, really small if you're not using them. Um, and you can store them away. Each pod click can clip onto your buggy as well. so if you don't want to take the bag and you just want to take a pod, it seems brilliant for traveling because if you're say, on the plane, when we get to travel eventually, (laughs) you will grab, you know, you've got your bag. And then if you need to go change a nappy or something, you can grab your change a pod. You don't have to take the whole bag into the bathroom with you. Grab that pod and then go to the Blue on the plane. And that's the same with everything, I guess. If you're in a restaurant, you need to change it, or you just need to grab something out of your bag. You know where it is, the pod is there. And that's what I love so much. I kind of tried to create this myself with Amandine, but it never really worked. And I ended up having my Lululemon rucksack scattered (laughs) with bits and pieces everywhere. And it's currently filthy. And I'm so excited to move everything across into this beautiful pack a pod bag. They've got loads of different bags around exactly the same system. So there's all these pods that you can fit inside. And when you order your bag, you can pick and choose the pods that you want, if you like. Um, and they have lots of different ones. They've also got toddler pods, um, which have, you know, they're like mini backpacks essentially for toddlers. It's really, really cool. Um, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant bag. I'm going to, I'll share a little bit more um on Instagram, so if you do see it when we're actually using it, but it's um it seems fantastic, and I haven't used it yet, but it seems absolutely fantastic and it's gorgeous and I have it in black and it goes with everything, and it doesn't feel like an happy bag, but also when you the zips are great they've got it's little things it's the little details, like the zip uh pulls essentially are really big. So instead of trying to faff around, trying to get your hands in the cold or whatever, if you're wearing gloves, you're trying to unzip the zip. You've got these big tabs to grab onto to unzip the zip. The zip comes all the way down to the side, but still maintaining the structure of the bag. So you can open it right up. You can find what you need, um, which wouldn't actually be a problem with the Packapod system. But I can't rave enough about the bag. <laughs> First impressions are it's absolutely fantastic. Um, And I am super, super impressed by um, the ethos of the actual company. Um, And this bag will be something that sees me through out the other end of kids. Um, So that's really nice to have that too. The other product that I wanted to share with you guys today, because (laughs) I have not yet sorted this one or um, talked about it, but obviously if you have a hospital birth, you need a car seat to come out of the hospital with. Now, if we're having, I guess why I haven't thought about it is because we're hopefully having a home birth. So uh, we don't really need a car seat, but we will eventually need a car seat. Now, you know, we've worked with Cybex before and I really recommend Cybex. I think they are fantastic. Amandine has the Serona eye size. um, And the, best thing I love about that is swivel the swivel seat now we have changed our car slightly so we have a bigger car as our main car it's more of like a minivan type thing but it's not really a minivan it's um I'll show you one day and then we also have our mini mini now I'm going to be using the mini mini um I would have thought through the summer whilst Hendrik is working and potentially traveling in the slightly bigger car so not being able to my biggest pet hate with our previous car seat was that it didn't swivel, and it pretty much broke my back because it was a really heavy car seat. So Cybex have very kindly sent us as a PR gift the Cloud Z eye size, with the Z base. Now, it's their infant car seat. It is unbelievably easy to install and can be installed, and this is the kicker for me, and I'll explain why in a second. It can be installed with the base or the seat belt. So the car seat we had for Amandine, you couldn't put it in with just the seatbelt. You could only use the base as well. So when we traveled to France, it was a nightmare because we had to carry the car seat and the base and it was so incredibly heavy. Now with Amandine as well, when we go to France, we would have the car seat, the car base for the infant, plus Amandine's car seat. Now, Amandine's car seat that we travel with isn't her Cybex one, and we it's very, very light. Um, so that wouldn't be necessarily a problem, but that's a lot of stuff. So what really, really made me fall in love with the Cloud Z eye size is that you can put it in the car without the base. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't swivel. But for France, it just means that we don't have to take a heavy, heavy base with us anywhere. We're just taking the actual car seats. So it does 180 rotation mechanism on the swivel when it's used with the base. And the great thing is, it's used with the base Z. And the base Z can be used with the next stage up car seat as well. So you're only investing in one base. So the next stage car seat for that one would be the Sorona, which is what Amandine's got Z i-size toddler seat and I hugely rate that it faces back it faces forward it's got loads of tilt positions Amandine has always been incredibly comfortable with it so we will definitely be getting that one to go on the base when baby then you know grows um it also is super lightweight, which was really important, again, for Hendrik carrying around all of the clobber for the airport. Super lightweight was really important. And as you guys know, we travel a lot. Hendrik's gone part-time, so we're going to be going to France a lot more, hopefully, when we're allowed to fly, um, so he can, you know, maximise time with his parents. Um, so we want to make sure that we can really travel with the stuff that we have, and um, so super lightweight, it also has a sun canopy, which is brilliant, it's travel system compatible, you might need adapters, but it is travel system compatible, so you can put it on your buggy, you don't have to remove your baby if they're sleeping, which is great, because the Serona, um that Amandine has, you can also use from infant, but it's attached to the base, so it's not the Z, um, I think it's the S, but it's uh, it's attached to the base, you can't detach it. Um The it has a removable newborn inlay, and also it has eleven headrest positions. So as your child grows, you can change it, you know, into so many different positions at the rate of your child if they're shooting up, and it lasts until about approximately twenty-four months, which is massive for an infant car seat from birth to two years old is incredible, (laughs) incredible use for car seat. It has a lie flat position outside of the car. So if you go into town, you put it on your buggy or whatever, you can put it into the lie flat position without taking your baby out and they can have a nice sleep or they're basically lying flat, which is also really, really great um, for new, new babies because they shouldn't be in the car seat for too long. But if you can lie them flat, help them stretch out, then that's really good. It's got the same as what Amandine has in that it has integrated linear side impact protection system, which reduces the force of an impact from the side uh, by approximately 25%. And the shell of the car seat absorbs um, all the forces of the impact, which helps guide the force away from the baby. I know that's getting quite technical, but actually, when you drive a lot and you travel a lot, it's really quite important. <laughs> um, but I can't rave about it enough. It looks fantastic. Um, we obviously haven't used it yet because Amandine's not an infant and baby's not born. But when we go into series 10, I'm going to be reviewing the car seat properly and I'll be sharing on Instagram as well. So for anyone, I know there were a lot of you that went out and purchased the Cybex, um, that Amandine has her toddler seat and you guys love it. Um, so I will share as much as I can about this uh, new one when we get it, which, um, when we use it, sorry, which I am sure baby is gonna love and I'm gonna love as well because I trust Cybex and I think they're a great car seat brand and um, I am very, very comfortable recommending them. With baby number two almost with us, having a one-stop shop for all my vitamin needs is precious. Nutrivita is that place. All their products are sourced and manufactured in the UK, therefore the quality assurance is second to none, no nasties. During these last few weeks, I am still taking a pregnancy supplement. However, when I'm not pregnant, I like to take vitamin C, vitamin D, B12 and B6. Nutrivita offer all of these. They even have vitamin D baby drops for our little ones. The vitamin world can be a little overwhelming. If you're stuck with what you need, do get in touch with the customer service team. I have found them so helpful in getting the right vitamins for me and my family. NutraVita's website is also incredibly easy to use and very informative. It's a breeze to pick up all of your supplements in one click check out NutriVita via www.nutrivita.co.uk. And for 15% off, enter mumtalk15 at the checkout. All right, so let's move on to your questions. Amaldine's awake, so I might have to pause in a minute and move rooms. Um, But let's see what you guys have asked. Have you switched baby monitors? Which do you recommend? No, we haven't. We are still using Motorola baby monitor and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it has seen us through two years, two and a half years already. And I'm going to keep using it for the baby. I'm not going to get two, no need. Um, so yeah, they've lasted. It's lasted. So I would, I guess I would recommend it, but it's, I I think there are better what washing detergents do you recommend for washing baby clothes? So I've just got one of the eco eggs and I think they look really, really great unless something's heavily soiled. And in which case I'll use non-bio fairy or there's also another one, which I can't remember what the name of it is. Nimble, Nimble do a non-bio laundry detergent, um, which actually we were kindly sent yonks ago and I've just opened it up. Um, because Hendrik had really sensitive skin, so I thought I would give it a try <laughs> on him. And there's not an overpowering scent. It seems really nice, so that's what I use. Um, If planned section, how to cope with toddler and recovery after it. So from personal experience, I obviously can't answer this, but one of my friends has had a planned section for her second, and I am seeing her tomorrow, and I'm going to ask her, and I will answer the question on Instagram for you, because... Um, She will be really, really helpful. She is an acupuncture therapist and she will help massively. Budget diaper bag recommendations. Any old rucksack. (laughs) If you're really going budget, just use a rucksack that you have. Use a couple pouches. Just, you can shove diapers and whatever you need in your own handbag. You can shove them in a rucksack. Just use any old rucksack that you have lying around if you're wanting something budget will you use a postpartum belly band? Nope, I won't. I didn't last time, so I won't this time. Um, My friend gave me one to try and I hated it. I like to feel nice and free. Um, It's my first baby due in June. I'm worried I'm not at all prepped. You are prepped. You're more prepped than you think you are. Um, So don't you worry about that. Have a listen to all of these podcasts. Um and you're gonna be just fine, honestly. And have a little read through hospital bag checklists, all that kind of stuff, some blogs. My expert midwife have a great blog about preparing for birth of baby, so you can have a read of that too. Oh, Alandine's just walked in. Hello. Sorry about that, just had to shift everything upstairs to finish recording. Um right, what else? What other questions do we have? Okay. Um oh so many so many said giving me lots of lovely um messages of good wishes thank you so much and i send them right back to you especially if you are due your second or first if you're due any baby i send them right back to you um how are you feeling have you prepared for postnatal period this time how have you prepared um yeah i haven't done hypnobirthing again um i've been practicing my down breath that kind of stuff and I have been, I haven't done any perineal massage, which I probably should have. I might maybe try and whack in a few sessions <laughs> before baby arrives. Um, when I was talking to Leslie at My Expert Midwife, she was very much saying that anything will help. Actually, and Claire Bourne Pelvic uh, Physio, they were both saying really anything will help, um, especially if you've got scar tissue down there from first birth, help to just soften the tissue. So I probably should, (laughs) I really probably should uh, give it a little massage. Um, Other than that, it's just really been physical preparation, I guess, as in material preparation, making sure I've got everything that I need for baby. Um, I'm going to do things like maybe get Hello Fresh as a bit of a treat when baby arrives, just so Hendrik can cook and he knows what he's cooking and it's just easy to follow a recipe. He doesn't have to make any decisions or I can cook uh, and we've just got all that kind of stuff sorted. I'm hoping that my mum will make us some meals, that kind of thing. I'm, I've prepped my family a bit better than I did last time in saying that we're just going to have time the four of us to start with, we're really not going to be taking any visitors, um, for really quite a while, just cause I want to feel that connection and that bonding with the four of us. Um, I think it, you know, I think that will probably pass quite quickly and we'll probably decide that we do actually want to see people. I don't know, we'll see, but I massively regretted not doing it last time. So I want to give myself the space to kind of move past the um hormonal superwoman moment <laughs> where you think you can do everything <laughs> before you crash. Um well not crash because it lasts for ages but you know I don't want to be doing what I did last time going to IKEA on day three when my milk's coming in that kind of stuff. No, not this time around thank you. Um, so I'm just gonna be a bit stronger with saying no to visitors, no to going out. I'm going to push a little bit harder if baby has jaundice to have that measured at home rather than going to the clinic um, because I just want to lie in bed for a bit longer, I guess, or maybe just not necessarily be in bed, but just heal up a little bit more. Um, So yeah, I think just having stronger intentions around that. Um, What else? What else have we prepared for? We've actually been preparing to get little one's passport, which might seem a little bit ridiculous, but at the moment they're saying 10 weeks and we are booked to go to France to see his parents in July. Hendrik hasn't seen his parents for a year, so, um, and his father's not very well. So we are going as soon as we possibly can and it's going to be tight. If baby is near its due date, it's going to be very, very tight getting a passport. So we've just been collating all the extra information that we need for that. Um, and then we will have that ready too. um, I don't know what else I've done really, just making sure everything's ready for birth, trying to get my head around it. I'm quite looking forward to birth actually. It's not, it's not daunting me. That's not really the right word, but you know what I mean at the moment. I, um, found myself looking over Hendrik's shoulder <laughs> the other day, reading a message from one of his, um, colleagues, which, Basically, said he had said to his colleague that uh, we were having a home birth, and she just thought it really appropriate to give her immense distrust and dislike of home births to him, which was highly unhelpful. <laughs> um, I mean, luckily, Hendrik just all he said was, "Are you sure you want to do it this way?" But she basically outlined everything she thinks is wrong with home births, everything she thinks medically that could go wrong and I was just like what what are you doing no one asked you for your opinion but she started off saying I hope you don't mind me saying well it's a bit late you know actually he has an opportunity to say yes I do mind you saying because it's in a message so you're gonna read it anyway because you've sent it anyway so actually don't just know just know anyway it's made me quite cross but I haven't let on Hendrik about it but just really um, unnecessary and not asked for and not called for. And no, I've spoken to my midwife. I have voiced my concerns. She has spoken back to me about them and put my mind at ease. And it's not like they're selling home births, is it? It's not like anyone saying, you know, we get paid more if you do a home birth or yeah, you should have a home birth. You get paid more. No one's selling that. It's a complete choice. And plus, you can change your mind literally in moments, you know, before you want to give birth type thing. Obviously not moments, that would be a bad idea, but you know what I mean. Just uh, unsolicited advice from people who haven't necessarily done all the research, because if you're going to be having a home birth, you will do your research. (laughs) No one wants a bad outcome with a home birth. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll stop my rant. Um, little boys are so much fun. I'm very excited for you. All the best with everything. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you. That's really kind of you to say that. And I am excited for a boy. I am. I really am. I'm nervous because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I am very, very excited for a boy. I am. Um, I haven't bought anything clothes wise, literally nothing. In fact, one of the questions was, What have I bought? And actually, what have I bought? Nappies, pads. I'm going through that stage right now of feeling really insecure in my body. So every five minutes, I feel like I'm checking my favorite shops online. And I have this absolute desire to go into town and just browse and find something I like, which is absolutely absurd because obviously I'm huge. So nothing I buy now is really <laughs> a good idea. But I'm just having that time where I'm feeling really insecure. Um, and just wanting to feel normal and realising that my summer clothes aren't going to fit because, you know, just when you have a baby, you don't suddenly return to your normal size. So all that kind of stuff, you know. (laughs) And I ordered... I never wear makeup. I mean, ever. I think... I I have makeup from my wedding, which was almost six years ago. And um, it's not even half used. I mean, that is how rarely I wear makeup. Anyway, I bought some makeup just some really thin makeup um like I think it was glossier tint I'm highly influenced glossier tint and the concealer um just to make myself feel a bit better anyway it hasn't arrived and I kind of think oh that was a stupid thing to do because you don't need to wear it you're not going to want to wear it in the summer anyway um but yeah I'm just going through that point at the moment. And I'm getting um, skin pigmentation, which I always get towards the end, especially summer. Um, so yeah, just not feeling that great in my body. But I know it'll get better. It's that, that kind of, that bit before you give birth, isn't it? Where everything's sore. Um, I've, I've been getting really dry skin on my legs and my bum, um, which I think is also a thing with pregnancy, late pregnancy, dehydration and um, dry skin. And patches of dry skin on my face. So just all those nice things that come up in the last few weeks of pregnancy. Anyway, I think it's about time that I wrap this up. It's once again been an hour of chatting, which it was not my intention. Now, just before you go, I, and I go, I want to share with you a really lovely giveaway. I have teamed up with the wonderful ladies at My Expert Midwife because today is an international day of the midwife. We thought it would be lovely to give two of you wonderful listeners a mum to be set, which includes fantastic skin elastic, which you know I rave about all the time, would not be pregnant without, the mum and baby balms. Peri Prep Your Bits, so when I do my perineal massage, I'll be using that, and Spritz for Bits, which is an absolute go-to post-birth. I highly, highly recommend. I use it with Amandine. In fact, I used all all of those products with Amandine, um, and uh, I swear by them. So all you have to do to enter is go to the episode post on Mum Talk Podcast Instagram, the main grid post today, And we thought it would be nice seeing as it is the International Day of the Midwife to show your midwife some love, either through emojis or if you feel comfortable, share your experience um, of how you're getting on with your midwife, if you're pregnant or how your birth was with your midwife. If you're pregnant uh, or if if you've given birth, give us a little bit of insight into your experience with your midwife and show them some love. So really easy, just go to the Mum Talk Podcast Instagram post for today's episode and comment on there, either through emojis, showing some love for your midwife um, or your experience with your midwife for a chance to win the wonderful, wonderful mum-to-be sets that are available. So last thing, we will be back in... Late June, beginning of July with series 10. We're all ready to go. I'm super excited. I can't wait. So essentially, I am just taking five or six weeks off just to become au fait with trying to be a good mom to two kiddos. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let's stay in touch on Instagram. I will be doing some Q&As. And I'll be sharing all of the run-up to birth, um, on Instagram. So make sure you're following over on Mum Talk Podcast if you would like to stay connected. All right, lots and lots of love to you all. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and I will catch up with you guys really, really soon. It's not long until series 10 will be in your ears. Lots of love. Bye. I would like to introduce you but you already know about it because she was here she was wonderful on last week's podcast the hilariously funny and brutally honest parenting book mum's the word written by Rebecca Oxtoby the five star rated book has topped the Amazon best selling charts for childcare it exposes the unfiltered truth behind life as a mama and will have you crying with laughter. Both of her books, so one of her new books, if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll know she's just released her second book, are available on Amazon. Just search Mum's the Word Book and don't forget to follow at book Mum's The Word on Instagram. As always, a huge thank you for listening to this mini-series and to listening to Mum Talk in general. It means the world. And a big thank you to our friends at Cheeky Wipes, Nutravita, and Mum's The Word for being amazing, supportive brands for this mini-series. I love them all, and they've just been an absolute dream to work with, so huge thanks to them. Please do leave a review, subscribe, and rate. It really helps other mums to find the series and be supported by our wonderful community. Keep in touch. Lots of love. Bye.